Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome singer songwriter, Grammy nominated artist, four time rock boater, Bo Reinhardt. Welcome, sir. How's it going? Oh my goodness. Such a treat. The three of us have been looking forward to this one as soon as Chris broke the news and he was like, I got something really exciting. I can't just text this. We need a FaceTime. (laughs) It's it's only happened a few times, so. (laughs) Love it. Thanks. So, I mean, we're here today to talk to you about a whole bunch of things, mainly your new song that's coming out on February 2nd, What Love Is. Um, And, you know, there's so many questions that I have about it and your journey to get to this point. And I guess right out of the gate, Bo, what what does what is love and what does it mean to you? Yeah, um, I've come to find out that it's a lot different than I thought it was, um, for sure. Um, you know, love is, is patient. Love is kind. Um, and I can quote the the scripture, you know, um, and it's all of those things. And I think it's, you know, you kind of have to learn to love yourself. Um, first you have to learn to forgive yourself, uh, you know, before you can forgive anybody else or love anybody else. I think, um, and also, I think you have to get down to the bottom of, of who you are um, and knowing who you are um, before you can truly love, you know, um, in a way that's that can survive anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough subject to, to tackle. And I, I you know, it, it's interesting. The song, um, I don't tell you what what it is. Right. Um, and, and actually, you know, there's a little sneak preview. Um, there's a interlude at, at the end of the song. Um, and it's, it's called process of elimination. And, uh, the idea is I'm talking about all the things that love is not. Um, and it's kind of, that's, that's kind of how love works to me. I think it's, it's, you learn all the things that it isn't before you can really know what it is. Amen to that. That is very true. And through your journey with mental health and addiction, you know, looking back at, at young Bo, did you see it, it changing through your life? What that is, what love is? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, I'm kind of a, a people pleaser and codependent and, you know, understanding that, you know, there's truth and love and, and, all love is if it doesn't have truth, obviously it's, it's you know, hypocrisy. If it's, if it's all truth and no love, then it's brutality. Um, and I think that most of the time, you know, um, you know, you call it a toxic situation. There's, there's very few, I feel like healthy families, you know, um, there's, there's always some trauma or some thing, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I've yet to find the perfect, you know, marriage or a perfect household, um, where there's not some sort of give and take. And there's a, um, but you know, if you're, 
and I've got kids now, obviously, and, and trying to understand that, you know, along with the love, you know, I can't just, you know, not give them the truth and, you know, cause they'll never learn or they'll never, uh, you know, make their own mistakes or they'll, they'll, um, choose to accept just love. And then it's, it's, you know, it's not the full thing. Um, and you know, I wrote a song a while back with the band hard love. Um, and, and it was kind of me understanding this process, you know, it was the beginning of that. And I still didn't know, I, I think my idea of what love is, uh, continues to grow. Um, and, but, you know, at that point, understanding that, that hard truths, um, and, and hard love or tough love, um, is, is actually benefiting the other person, um, and truly loving them, um, sometimes to, to have to give the hard truth. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, it, it's changed a lot through my, my journey the last five, six years for sure. And it, and it's, it's been, you know, from the outside looking in, it's been a, it, and seeing where you're at now with your music and hearing what you've been through, it's such an amazing journey. And I think, I think, you know, I think whoever you believe in, I think he puts things in your path and your journey in life to maybe sometimes better other people or help other people. And I think your journey and your strength to talk about what you've been through, mental health, addiction. Um, you know, I know that somebody is going to be listening to your music and hearing the backstory behind it and seeing the light and knowing that there's a positive outcome to this. And I think for me personally, having worked uh, in law enforcement and, and I've worked juvenile sex crimes and um, Mark is a psychiatrist, and, you know, Eamon and, and his background, like we all have just a little bit of hand in, in, in the pot when we hear a story of this magnitude and how, how honestly, how, how beautiful it is and where you've taken it. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's, it's, um, you know, you learn that, uh, your voice, you know, I've, I've kind of found my voice over the last several years. Um, but like just knowing that your story is like the really only unique thing that you have to offer. Um, you know, we can make music, but there's, there's other cores that we've learned from and heard from and, and, you know, everything they say, nothing's new under the sun, but your story is uniquely you. Um, but how that, that thread of connection with other people, um, you know, that's, that's why we have to share it. That's why we have to you know, speak up and, and use our voice. Um, and in the same way, like I felt like, uh, the beginning, <clears throat> the beginning of this, this journey, um, you know, as far as like started a little bit of counseling and then, I, I, a mentor of mine told me about a place called onsite, mm -hmm. which is outside of Nashville. And it's a full on, you know, uh, counseling retreat center, if you will. Um, but it's a, a week long, thing and it's and it's intensive um but just beginning to peel back the layers and all that and and just um yes it's, it's been a wild ride but in that i've been finding my voice more and more and and not apologizing for it um and if it hadn't been for people doing the same thing then i i wouldn't have 
I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have taken this journey and still be living, you know, uh, in oblivion and, and blind and, and, you know, probably dead, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel indebted to other people who are raising their voice and, and speaking up. And cool. so, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to get to, you know, bring something to the table that hopefully somebody can walk away with and, and feel a little more empowered or feel, you know, uh, proud about who they are. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you have been very open and forthcoming and social media and addressing the, the realities of what you've been through, um, I, I think it's probably helped countless people who are themselves, you know, coming to realize, look at this guy, this is one of my idols and I love his music, but now just understanding he's been through the same things as me. He's had the courage to go get help. You know, you are the picture of resilience, you know, just showing that despite adversity, you can, you can make something very beautiful out of all of that. So, I mean, just kudos to you for, for paving the way for all of these other people, as you said, you know, as a child adolescent and adult psychiatrist, I also have not seen a perfect family, you yeah. know, my, mine included, Eamon's mm-hmm. my cousin. I mean, that's living proof. So, um, <laughs> but you, you know, as, as you said, that we all have things to work on and it's just a matter of, do you have courage to, to look in the mirror and work on those things? Or are you going to, you know, hide from it with the vices and way, way too many of us do we, without the right tools, we have maladaptive coping strategies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's the thing that the, eventually the devices and, and, the <clears throat> suppression of it is, it doesn't work, you know, and it's, you're going to end up uh, like I said, it's it, the the consequences are are severe. Um, not to mention, obviously, the kind of trickle down effect um, that has on your family. Um, and I, I one thing that I've mentioned before, but like my dad, um, he <clears throat> he'd gone to rehab, uh, but he was, I guess, he was probably I don't know around fifty um, or something like that, and and. So when it came time for me to, to, to realize, is this something I should do? Um, you know, I had courage because of that. And, you know, so I, I kind of chop off over a decade of, of dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And my kids are seeing that, you know, at a young age. And so if they run into those kind of things, you know, I've, I've told them, you know, you can either be the kind of person who's going to face your problems head on, uh, or you're going to blame somebody else for them. And, you know, I asked them, so which part, what, what kind of person are you going to be? And they're like, yeah, I'll face it. You know, so whatever it is that, that they have to come up against and, you know, they know that, uh, it's worth it. Do you want to talk a little bit about becoming a father and how that's changed things in your world? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's the ultimate game changer. Um, it's, it really, it changes your perspective on literally everything. Um, it challenges you. Um, 
and it's just every day there's there's something new and and sometimes you're beating your head against the wall um and i, I think it's been a, a cool thing to to watch because it's easy to love them it's easy to get frustrated with them but it's also easy to forgive them and we don't do that to ourselves you know we it's it's uh it's easy to care for them and sometimes care for them way too much um but it's difficult you know that that's something that, that i've struggled with <clears throat> um and i i there i had like a, an epiphany moment you know when some of these you know counseling sessions you might do this this act you know activity where you're talking to your younger self yeah and so i was i was going back as my adult self talking to my younger self and you know i was supposed to like what what would you say to that that kid now and i just couldn't say anything i just locked up and i didn't i i you know i felt like i've been in counseling now at, at this point for four years and I thought I had all the answers and all this stuff. But then when it came to like this real life thing and trying to imagine, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get there. And I just didn't, had no idea. So then we changed out, we used somebody to look at and, and still didn't work. Um, and so then we changed partners and, and said, okay, what about, what about, can you communicate? And I just could not for the life of me, you know, express any sort of, love or concern or care, um, or to console this kid. Um, but then she said, well, what if this was your kid? And then it was just like, Oh my gosh, it all, it all came out. And <clears throat> knowing that all of this time I've not been capable or, or, you know, to love myself in that sort of way. Um, the way that I would love someone else. Um, that's also changed my perspective a lot as well. Yeah, that's a great exercise. Often, if for the listeners who are trying to apply this themselves, uh, if you don't have kids, think about your best friend. I mean, we have these double standards where we are so tough on ourselves, but you would be compassionate. And the things you would say to your friend, you know, just think of that and sometimes take some of your own advice and, and just accept it and give yourself some grace. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for for the listeners, can you um, to to change gears a little bit and talk about uh, Corroy? Can you help the listeners understand where the name originated from? Yeah. Um, so it's it's old school. Um, I'm I'm a big Paul Simon fan. Boom! Right there, buddy. <laughs> and get the, get and the vinyl uh, up there. Yeah. Um, and my yeah, I grew up. I didn't really grow up listening uh to him um my dad did have graceland and he would play us a couple of songs from that but <clears throat> and my dad was a bit he was a trumpet player and and very musical came from a musical family um so he liked all kinds of stuff but that was so i got a little taste of it but he wasn't like you know playing him nonstop. um but as i started writing music you know people would say oh you know you must be a paul simon fan i was like i i don't know like i've i've heard you can call me al you know i've heard you know, a couple songs, Sound of Silence, but, um, but some of the nuances and, and choices, uh, in, and song craft and, and melody, um, was something that, that I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits some, in some ways. Yeah. Um, so anyways, big fan. And I went through a list of, you know, a thousand names, like 
you know, like you do when you're trying to create a, a you know name for a project and anyways uh it just it just kind of i i was playing with this idea of koi canvas or roy you know uh i can't remember what some of the ones were but i liked how it looks i like like some of the stuff and so i'm sorry um but then i, I went back and I, I i was thinking koi roy that's that that sounds awesome that's rad but what song is that from I couldn't remember. Um, and so I looked it up and um, 50 ways to leave your lover. And I, I feel like it was just, it was appropriate. It was timing wise. It was awesome. But I also love the idea that, you know, it says just get yourself free. And I think that me walking away from, from relationships that I needed to walk away from yeah. is really difficult and it, and it doesn't make sense sometimes. And, and, you know, the song 50 ways to leave your lover he's he's contemplating in the verses he's like overthinking and i was like so i saw myself in that and then you know just the woman comes by and just knocks him in the face basically and just says come on just get with it like just just do it um so i love that part of it just get yourself free and then also love the idea that the line says you don't need to be corduroy you know um, and I, I like that idea too, is that this is something that I do as a part of me, but I'm not so, uh, wrapped up in it that it's going to, uh, put anything else in my life in jeopardy. Um, you know, uh, and, and the people that I love that that still comes first, um, before, before the art, because that's just a part of who I am. Have, have the kids seen dad grow? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they have They're My, my oldest is 11. Okay. Um, and youngest is eight. And so, yeah, I think, I think, you know, starting this journey, I guess six years ago and it kind of being, you know, like I got a five-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've watched, they've, they've been able to witness, um, the growth that has happened. I don't know if they've been able to, to see that dad's changed necessarily, but they, they see how I react to situations, you know, nice. or respond to situations. Um, and you know, uh, keep my promises and, and, you know, just the, the whole truth and love part. And it's, it's really fun to get to drop the dad, like, little nuggets of wisdom. Um, and they, they used to roll their eyes and, and now they're, they like listen up, um, because they've seen, they've seen these practices work and they see dad doing it and he's consistent with it. And so, yeah, it's been a really fun process to go along with them as well. And the, the, the amount of patience it takes to like, for instance, teach a kid patience, you know, it's, it's incredible. Oh, boy. Like, they're, like they get tired after six seconds. Like, ah, come on, come on, come yep. on. Um, I, but, I think the best is when kids, so I help, um, I live with my sister and brother-in-law and I help them raise their, their three kids. They have twins that are nine and the youngest is eight. I'm sorry, seven. And it's funny to the patients. And I always see it when it's like, Hey mom, Hey mom, Hey mom, Hey mom. And you don't realize it, like you see it in movies and commercials. And if you're not living in, in that moment, yeah, 
it is the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I like when you see that I am cooking, I'm in the middle of literally cooking and I have hot things in my hands. I'm not going to get you a water out of the refrigerator. And, and those, uh, those, those eye rolls will come back in their teenage years too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't down. So, so the, the ukulele, I love, I love it. Um, what made you gravitate? You are, for those who don't know, Bo is incredible with many different instruments. Um, but what, what had you gravitating towards that? Because I got to say, for me, the ook, the ook is always very therapeutic and it's, you know, four strings and the, the amazing things that can come out of that. But uh, talk a little bit, bit about that and the sound of Koi Roy. Yeah. Um, well, I... I bought my first you said ukulele uh there's there's different i I looked it up and there's you know there's all the different versions i just uh, just say ukulele but um i got my first one in in hawaii um as an anniversary trip and so i got i got one for each of the boys um and then i got home and i I play with it a little bit you know just kind of toying with it um but my son, who's very, he's highly sensitive and, and very empathetic and just a big feeler. He would look out the window in the upstairs and, you know, we have these birds that would come flying in and they would just smack right into the window. Um, and so it, it happened one day. It was the first time he witnessed it. And he went downstairs and, and saw that the bird was dead, you know. Mm. And so he was absolutely torn up about it. My younger son, he's like, he wants to touch it. You know, he, he wants to like, investigate and just figure it out. And, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and so the older son's like, what are you doing? Um, and so he just can't process it. And anyways, I, 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 with the younger son, I said, well, why don't we go bury it? You know, and we'll pray for it. We'll do a little funeral. And um, anyways, my, I come back, you know, this is two hours later. And my, my son is still, he's like laying on the trampoline, just like staring up at the, the clouds. And he's just down, you know, and he was just so like beat up over this, this thing. And so I grabbed the ukulele. I said, look, why don't we write a song for him? And so I started playing around with the song and he just like loved it. He just like his spirits lifted. And so as I was doing it, I was like, oh, that's, that's a kind of cool riff. This might be something, this might be a song. And then the more I would play with it, you know, the music would just come out. And I think I'm not a traditional kind of player. I'm a very melodic and rhythmic player, but I'm not like a scales, blues, you know, kind of solo kind of guy. And so for me, I feel like the ukulele is, is just a pure melody maker. Um, it's easy to move around. It's easy to, to structure chords and do all these little arpeggiated kind of, you know, melodies and rhythms. Um, and so it just felt natural. So I, I wrote one song and then I wrote another one. Then I wrote another one. I was like, I wonder if I can learn some of these other songs that I'd already written on piano or guitar and then convert them and see what that sounds like. And so I just fell in love with the instrument. Um, <clears throat> and it feels like it fits Coy Roy. It just feels like, totally. Um, you know, it's a, it's a vibe. Nice. So it's like, it's funny. I, I, Play a show, my first like debut show in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. And September, you did. Yeah, and yeah. 
I just thought it's funny, you know, like I basically either I got huge or my guitar started getting smaller. <laughs> like tiny guitars. The whole show is like little little guys. Um, but you can still, I mean, if you can rock a banjo, you can rock ukulele, mandolin, whatever. What, you know, speaking of, of, of that in September, um, your first official headline show as uh, Koi Wright, what, you know, you've been on a lot of stages in your life, you performed and traveled. What was that like, that moment to have to yourself on stage, walking on there as you and your own creative project? Well, it was crazy. There's a lot of emotions. I think there was, um, it just, it was one of those weeks too, where everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Um, and it felt like there's some sort of opposition, you know, some, some sort of force or resistance. It was just not, you know, things weren't coming easy. Um, and I didn't even get to rehearse with the band until the day before the show. And obviously, you know, know anything about singing you know if yeah. i want to sing for an hour you got to kind of warm up those pipes and, and <laughs> figure it out and otherwise you're just gonna lose it and blow a gasket um and so i was i was kind of terrified because we didn't have you know enough rehearsal i two of the guys i met um the day before the show wow um and it was just kind of like it just it just here it is and and so you know i i've gotten to better at just rolling with it. You know, I'm a recovering perfectionist as well. <laughs> and so you want stuff to go well, but sometimes you just got, okay, this is, this is what I've got. Um, and so it was, it was like that. Um, we sound check got pushed and all this stuff and we barely got a good sound check. My, my ear situation was horrible, you know, but I was able to just kind of get removed from that. And, nice the the love that was in the room um and the support was just overwhelming um and it just everything everything just melted away at that point just seeing you know how much people care um and were supportive and it's like i mean it gets me choked up thinking about it now but it was um it was insane to be there so just crazy gratitude for the opportunity and it also just lit a fire in me. I've been slow playing this thing for a while, um, trying to get myself, you know, in a in a healthy uh, enough place to 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 be able to do that, to, to roll yeah. with punches or or, um, you know, put the band together and and get the music, you know, where where I feel like it needs to be, um, while still coaching my kids' basketball teams and and being <laughs> a, a dad. So. You know, it's just been a slow, methodical sort of process. Um, I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but um, it took a, it took a long time to get there. You know, yeah. um, and so once it happened, it, it was just like the light bulb went off again. It's like, oh yeah, I can do this. This right. is I, I love doing this, and I can't wait to do it again. It was kind of like this anxious, like I want to shoot out of a cannon now. Um, it was, it was so fun and yeah, I'm excited about the future. It's exciting. So, you know, speaking of the future, what, you know, any, what I saw earlier tonight that you were pumping out some new stuff, maybe a little bit of a teaser on, on the socials, yes. uh, 
what can the listeners expect to see um, in in the near future or down the road? Very, like I'm looking at my calendars right now, uh, January, February, March, April, and May that I've been, uh, you know, putting the dry race marker. I guess, I mean, You're it's excited. permanent, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very excited. Yes. Um, so stuff is coming out and in the next awesome. two, uh, three songs will be coming out in the next two months. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, and then there's the, the whole record, um, is is on the way and, and it's just a matter of do i want to release it as a chunk thing or continue growing growing the fan base and kind of getting the name out there um and the the itch is to put it out in april because because i'm playing uh in birmingham and atlanta yeah. um, and i want people to know the music but at the same time you know it's it's also fun to have kind of a surprise um, when you get Heck to yeah. the show and you're like, you you know, five or six songs and the rest of it is is all brand new. Um, I know that's not, you can't like jump to it. You, you, you can't. Yeah. It, was, it was interesting when I played Franklin Theater, there was only two songs out, you know. So all of it's just like they're watching a movie. They're kind of like taking it in, but it's not it's not the same experience, you know, when you're like, eh, yeah, I know this right. song. Yeah. Um, so... That's 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 why there's the itch there to, to put out the music so that I can perform it. Um, but yeah, so right now there's talks with with managers and nice. booking agents and all that stuff, and I've I've held all that stuff off until I, I had the music ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I go into the studio tomorrow to finish up two two more. Wow. Um, and yeah, so there's there's seven or eight that are just hanging around, and I'm writing more and more now. Um, so once I get this first batch, I'm like ready to nice. start cranking out more. Well, we were hate. lucky enough to get a, a little preview of what love is, and oh my gosh, yes, banger. incredible! Like, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. You you put out today that we are now able to pre-save that on on them. So listeners, yeah. you know what? Pause the podcast right now. <laughs> Click free save on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you listen to, because this one is this is a hit. It, it's incredible. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild live too. Um, it's just you know, in all of the experience with the band, it's like there's some songs that you play um, that like okay, we I need to play this song. We need to we need to. And this is a different experience for me where I'm in love with all of the songs, all the material, but I also love to play them. There's a, it's not a burden to, you know, um, play a song that was like, Oh, this is a, this was a fan favorite. So we need to keep playing this song. Right. These songs are just like, I would sit down in my basement and just play it just because it's fun. You know? Um, and I remember some of my favorite songs with the band were the songs that I just really enjoy playing because I can move to it and, and, it feels like my, you know, it's it's a, a dance with the song. There's a there's a rhythm that you, um, you know, it's like that scene. From For- it's like that scene from Forrest Gump when he's in the room with <laughs> yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. That's exactly. What makes me think of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Bo, yeah, Bo had some moves up there on the he, banjo. I was never seen say, a man dance with the banjo like that. Yeah, you always you always <laughs> kind of did that rhythm with rhythm with the playing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's connected to your body, 
Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's the creation of the music, and that's why, you know, I'm not. I, I never profess to be like a phenomenal player, but I feel like again, it's my voice is what I have to offer, and the way that it makes me feel, the way that it makes me move is my expression of it. So nobody's going to play the chords exactly like I play them. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's part of your expression. Um, and it's, you know, you look at guitar players, you know, like, like uh, the Stones, you know, and yeah. Keith is like, is he a great guitar player? He's not that great a guitar player, but he's, the, the way that he plays the guitar is yeah. like only he plays it, you know? Um, Speaking of guitars, and equipment do you remember the first piece of music equipment you ever got yes um i, I got a, a larravee um which is a canadian made i think vancouver uh, acoustic guitar um was the first like now i'm gonna start playing acoustic you know yeah um I'd how, say and, and how, how old were you uh 17 or 18 Nice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't start playing guitar until I think I was eighteen. That nice. blows my mind. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. So that came across skill. very quickly yeah. then to what yeah. you guys became. Yeah, and it's funny, and I and I, you know, credit bear. He he. Um, I was writing songs. You know, our, our my dad was a pastor, and uh, they left out the bass, the PV bass. You know, just because that was the only instrument that they didn't care if anybody stole or broke. <laughs> Um, and so I would play that in my lap and kind of, you know, put the voicings that way. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like a chord. It's only two notes, but it's a chord. Mm -hmm. And so then I started writing songs. Um, and bear was in a band. He's all about it. And I, I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't know how to play. Um, but he's like, can we do that song at the battle of the bands thing? And they, they did, and it was the, the fans really enjoyed it and received it. It was well received. And so I did another song, and they played another show, and you know, the fans loved it. And so my brother was like, All right, dude, you're out of the band. Bo, you're in the band. He's like, You oh. gotta learn how to play guitar and turn that thing up right, you know? It's like, Yeah, we got a show in two weeks, you know, something like that. You know, I'm yeah. like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, How do I, you know, I'm trying to learn somebody else's parts, and uh, that was the start of it. Nice. And we're and we're and we're blessed to have your songwriting back, man. Because Thanks. I mean, talk about like being a lyrical genius, man. Like some bangers, even mm -hmm. even like all these new Koyoroi songs. Oh, incredible! It's good to it's good to it's good to have you back. Thank you, I appreciate it. I can't wait to share the, the stuff. I'm like, um, I'm I'm itching. Some of these songs I've been I've had around for about two years, three years. Um, wow that I've just been waiting on, you know, it's crazy to, to do it that way, but it's just, that's yeah. just how the road is, has mm -hmm. gone. Um, so I've had a lot of time to like marinate, you know, and, yeah. and uh, get it right, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I would never, I don't know. It's the lyric thing. Cause I always, I always thought my brother was, was it came so naturally so easily to him. And for me, I was very slow. I could just like think of a verse, you know? Right. Um, and so it's like something that I have to really get into and really feel. And, you know, sometimes you get under the, you know, the, the spout or whatever, and, and it, it comes out. Um, and I've been, I think, you know, I was intimidated. I, I feel like 
um, a lot in the band, you know? Yeah. It's also um, the, the perfectionist in you too, right? Like you, you need yeah. to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I thought he was really good at it. So I thought that I wasn't good at it, you know? And, and so there's that kind of thing, you know, and there's voices in your head that tell you you can't do stuff. And, and, um, you know, I think just, yeah. it was just me being authentic. And I think those things, you know, always stand out. And for whatever reason, you know, those, those, that's, that's what the connection is, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, it's, um, it's, I'm, I'm so excited about the new music. Well, speaking of connections, speaking about waiting, we would love to see you back on a boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amazing. I know six man's listening quite right. Can we get him back on there? <laughs> for yeah. real? Yeah. I love that. Speaking well, of, speaking of the boat, right. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to, I was going to ask, I mean, what was it like kind of your first rock boat getting on there? Like kind of living that experience and to subsequent rock boats, like what was the change? How did you like kind of change the boat and, you know, did you love it more the more you went on it? Uh, give us kind of a flavor of that with the, with the rock boat. Yeah. It, the first time it feels like complete chaos. It feels like, you know, Disney world and you don't know what to look at <laughs> right now. Um, and then like anything, you kind of start getting the flow of it, you know? Um, and I, you know, I love the challenge of it that we had to play three shows and try to change those up. And, and, you know, I think then, you know, and we, we're obviously very driven bears, very driven, and we would challenge each other and, and wanted to get it right. And so put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, to, you know, be great, but also do different things. And, and, um, and so I, I think it helped the band grow and go, Hey, we can do alternate versions of these songs. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that you have to let yourself let it go and, and kind of say, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it, if it's different, then there's something valuable there. Um, and I, you know, I still, I can't remember. I think it was the, the second boat that, that we were on and, you know, the time change, but I didn't, I had my phone on, you know, the, <laughs> Uh, that happened to me too. Airplane, and, and so I was like in my room, down you know down the first couple of boats. We were you know pretty low low to the, to the water. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was so I was in my room. I was like you know, spraying my hair, I was getting my clothes ready, and going over my parts. And then I was like, you know what? I probably I think I'll I'll go be early. You know, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and make my way to backstage. Right. Um, and we were playing the theater, which, yep. so we were completely mm-hmm. on the other side of the boat. Um, and it was just me, everybody, everybody else, you know, different rooms or they were gone or whatever. Um, and so I'm about to walk out of the room and I hear like manager, tour manager running down. Like, boom, boom. <laughs> like we're on in five minutes. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm an hour and a half. Like I'm a, over an hour early. <laughs> um, and he's like, you, you idiot. <laughs> oh, man. But no, so we ran across the entire boat, and I and I probably two minutes late for the show, but I was already pouring sweat. And <laughs> 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 but 
Yeah, you start getting the flow of the boat, and it's and it's really fun. At that point, you know, you, you're more free to watch the other shows. Yeah. I felt like the first first couple times was like, I don't know if I can take all this in and and it really enjoy it. I got a, I got a job to do. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the more you got on it, the more you kind of like everybody's just friends. You know, it's, yep. it's it's very chill, and and you get around the boat and get to see all your buddies play, but also, you know, the the first time, you know, I thought that the the fans would be like overbearing, you know, right. or that they would they would be weird, um, and it's not like that at all, you know. And it's kind of like you can just hang and watch a show with somebody else, and yep. you know. Um, so yeah, and there's the other really cool thing is it's such a culture, obviously. Yep. <clears throat> this is developed and rock boat bands, you know, you know who they are, you know, yep. and you know the fans and and how they are connected to each other and how they, you know, travel and see shows. It's just like, it's a really, really cool fan base um, to be a part of that, that whole culture. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's beautifully said, man. And I know the listeners and everybody else will totally appreciate hearing that from you. Um, Bo, I want to personally thank you for trusting us with this conversation tonight. And, um, with us listening to your song, What Love Is, which is out February 2nd. Um, the save link is also in the bio for this episode. So um, if you're listening to this, just you can click on the bio and save it. And um, Bo, I am super excited for what you're doing and what you're going to give the world in the future. And um, I'm I'm just excited. Hey, Bo, with you sporting that Lakers hat, I know Eamon had a question for you. Oh, I've been I've been holding this question in for a while, man. Uh, back, I wanted to ask you what it was like playing on the winning squad of that 2019 uh, Celebrity All Star Game. I didn't story. I didn't know you. I wouldn't have thought you had a shot like that, man. Yeah, pretty yeah. nice stroke you got. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was so wild. That was uh, that was an absolute top ten moment in my life. It was just so cool, um, and I claimed that you know I, I'm. I shoot, you know, a thousand percent from three point land. So um, <laughs> I was like, oh, one and done. Like, twish. All right. Yep. 100%. Yeah. But you got Steph Curry. Yeah. Not a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, it was awesome. And just like Ray Allen, you know, and Steve Smith that was, was there. Um, the whole process of it was absolutely nuts. And that was kind of my plan. It's like, Get in the game, try to get a layup or something in there close, back out, get a mid-range shot, and then and then bomb a three. Um, and I, after watching it, I, I went back and or just after the game, I was like, man, I should have shot it a lot more. Oh. Like I was, I was too, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> trying to make good basketball plays, but those guys weren't doing that. They just if they get the ball, I'm shooting it, you know. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like if I ever got to do it again, I don't. That's think your I would five seconds of fame right there, right? You got to make it last. Yeah, yeah. No, if I ever did it again, I don't think I would pass the ball unless I was that the inbounder. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Do you do you want to tell the listeners where they can find Koi Roy on socials? Um, I don't know honestly. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's just koiroy.co. Um, and if you, if, if you're, if you follow Bo Reinhardt, um, it's Bo Reinhardt three 
Um, and that's a little bit of a hodgepodge of all the, the things that I do. Um, but there's a, a link tree that's, that's on all of my profiles because I also make art and so yeah, that, that stuff is there as well. Um, and so, yeah, type in Coyroid music or Coyroid.co, um, or, or Bo Reinhardt and you'll, you'll find it. Awesome. Thank Amazing. you so much, Bo. Absolutely. This was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to hopefully see you on tour. Get your way up north in the northeast. We're outside of Philly, so awesome. You, you got some fans up here. Yeah, love it. Sweet. Take care, right. Mo. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. See ya. <laughs>